Hey, Seattle hockey fans. Happy Thursday. Happy game day against Boston. After a loss to San Jose in our reverse retros. Yeah, I have some concerns. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Because it's a game day, and because we're playing Boston. In our reverse retros, after a gnarly loss to San Jose, I am saging this episode. That's right, I am a sage-burning auntie, as some of you know. And we are going to get all of the negative vibes out of here. Why? Because the Seattle Kraken didn't play well against San Jose. We lost to a bottom feeder in the Pacific Division while trying to be a top three team in the division. And, you know, there are some other situations, but I will tell you, it sure didn't feel great to have to hop on a podcast after that loss to San Jose. But don't take my word for it. Here is what Dave Haxtell had to say. And I think this really summarizes it. This is These are his words after the loss to the San Jose Sharks. Blanked. Did I mention that? No goals for us against San Jose. They were, they were quicker and they were quicker and harder at the puck. I mean, that's, you can, I can use it a lot of different adjectives, I guess, to talk about it. Um, but they, you know, they worked at a level that they were, they were winning and dictating those battles. Moving forward, I mean, is there something that you do take from this game kind of tactically, or is it just, you know, maybe not the effort you want? Oh, we got our, we got our asses kicked tonight. That's what I take from it. All right, thanks, Hack. Thanks, Dave. Thank thanks. I mean, he said it, not me. <laughs> you know, uh, just quickly, because we don't want to spend a, a too much time on this. But, you know, the Seattle Kraken sit at 32-19-6, and 70 points on the season, and we get beat by San Jose. It was not a great game. Um, and Dave Haxel has been talking about it. You know, um, it, it's just – it wasn't a great game. And the fatigue, and you talk about things like that, and – We've talked about it on the show, but at some point in time, you've you just got to get the wins. And that is a win that the Seattle Kraken, they have to have. It's a Monday uh, loss for nothing to the Sharks. Um, Martin Jones, that first shot was kind of, I don't know. Um, you know, we've talked about it before. I did feel that the the tides were ticking to the point where we were maybe using Martin Jones too much and we needed to start getting Philip Grubauer in net. I don't know who we're going to see in net tonight. Um, at the time that I'm recording, the Seattle Kraken have not come to the dais, if you will, for media availability. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Philip Grubauer 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Philip Grubauer has a short leash. But let's talk about, you know, I already, I've saged the area. I'm just going to do another whiff of the sage since we just talked about some more negative stuff that we want to zhuzh away. Um, you know, but we uh, we have some things that we need to focus on as a team. And the Boston Bruins coming into town is a really good time to start focusing on those things. I still got my little, um, anyway, sorry. The, the, the Bruins coming into town is a good time to focus on some of those things. It was an embarrassing loss to the Sharks. So you turn the page. That's what Dave Haxel essentially said yesterday. You turn the page and you keep on going. And we also know that Jesper Froden is going to be joining the mix. So it was, uh, you know, not so much of a great homecoming for Martin Jones and a few other former Sharks players, but maybe Jesper Froden coming up from Coachella Valley, having a great season in the AHL. Maybe that will bring us some, some good vibes. The retros, the reverse retros, the Seattle Kraken want to ice out the rink tonight. Um, so there are a few activations that they have here. Let me, uh, talk you through this again. It's uh Boston Bruins. It's a Ryan Donato reverse retro poster for the first 10 K fans, which of course I'm so sad. I cannot be there because you know, I love Ryan Donato. I do not love the reverse retros, but I, I would be down for a Ryan Donato reverse retro poster. What else do they have? Uh, ret reverse retro items will be 25% off their reverse retro jacket, flex hat, trucker hat, snapback, and the beanie, all 25% off. Um, the house band, band is Nightwave, formed in 2011 after answering a Craigslist ad. Do Some of you probably don't even know what Craigslist is. Nightwave is a band passionate about 80s new wave and putting on a night you'll never forget. Make it a night to remember. That's it. Uh, Hero of the Deep is Roman Vashuk. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. Seattle Sounders team will announce the Hero of the Deep. So we've got a nice crossover. You know, I love a strong crossover. Uh, Roman has chosen to donate to the Ukrainian Community Center of Washington. Um, love that. And uh, yeah, there's a bunch of other stuff kind of happening. So tonight's a, a big game for Seattle. Um, you know, We've been mixing up the forward lines. We have to figure out where Jesper Froden comes into the mix. Um, the last time that we got from PR the the lines, uh, we saw that we had Schwartz, Wenberg, and Tanev as the top line with McCann, Beneers, and Everly. So that line's pretty much staying together. Tolvanen, Gord, Bjorkstrand, Donato, Geeky, and Sprung. So... I'm curious to see also, you know, where Jesper Froden comes into the mix. Another big thing that we saw the other day is Carson Soucy um, pushed aside as Jacob Megna came back into the fold and was on that line with Schultz. So not sure. Again, at the time of this recording, we haven't gotten practice. That should be coming off the ice any, any moment now, actually. So we'll update that via social media. Coming up next unlocked on Kraken. We started getting into it, but I want to do a deeper dive and go into the depths, if you will, of this game day.
day between the Seattle Kraken and the Boston Bruins. We'll talk about the last time they played. I was there for that. That was an awesome game. Some of my concerns about why we might not be ready to play that caliber of game, but my hopes that the Seattle Kraken use this game tonight on home ice to figure out some things. Let's talk about it coming up on Lockdown Kraken. All right, hockey fans, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Now, FanDuel is somewhere where you can bid, or excuse me, make your bets on the National Hockey League, but also we're at the midway point, beyond the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download the FanDuel app, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's Bonus bets back if your bet doesn't win. So FanDuel right now has the Seattle Kraken at a, a for the um, for the spread. They have it at uh, minus one seventy, and for the money line, you've got uh, plus one forty six overall. Uh, and the total you're looking at minus 115 if you bet on the Seattle Kraken, that being, of course, against tonight's Boston Bruins. Um, you know, here are some other th- things they have. You can do a, a goal scorer. Um, you know, Jared McCann is in the mix here. Everyone else pretty much from, uh, you know, you've got Jared McCann at um, a plus plus. 235. Um, you can pick a parlay for up to four players per game to score a goal. So if you go with Jared McCann, you're at a plus 235. You go with Maddie Beneers, you're at a plus 310. Jaden Schwartz, plus 360. Uh, Bjorkstrand, plus 340. So on and on it goes. But we're happy to be a part of the FanDuel family now. And remember that you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and even um, threes drained if you're talking NBA. Um, So don't miss the chance to get in on your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com backslash locked on. That's fanduel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel. And an an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you, as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. Okay, I mentioned Jesper Froden's coming. Talked a little bit about, you know, that, yikes, gnarly game against the San Jose Sharks. I mean, I really really had no interest in talking about Seattle Kraken hockey after that game. It just, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable right now that as we, again, are here fighting for our lives to make the top three that we lose to a team that has 47 points on the season and is, um, (laughs) what was it? They hadn't won more than five games at home before we played them. They were, they were, um, or they are now six, 14, six, 14 and seven at home in the shark tank. Ugh, anyway, 
Seattle Kraken have some work to do. Again, we at home are 15, 10, and 3, and we are playing the big, bad Boston Bruins have been fantastic all season, except for that one in Boston. Am I right? 19-6-2. 19-6-2 on the road. Know thy enemy for sure. Let's go to... Um, let's go to... The three game essentials here. This is by Bob Condor and it reads league leading Boston in town as playoff push continues fan and fans invited to show up to show support by wearing Kraken's signature ice blue colors Thursday to ice out the city. All right. Yes. Coming back from ugly. During an undeniable bounce-back season for the Kraken, most every NHL team, top to bottom, will come out flat during a game and not recover. Monday was an example for Seattle and perhaps the least inspiring game of the year. Well, yeah, it wasn't great. So we'll see what happens there. Career highs on the horizon. So again, if you want to head over to FanDuel and maybe check out that money line, here are some names that you have to look at. Jared McCann. Leads Kraken with 26 goals and is one shy of matching his career high of 27 that he set in 74 games last year. Adam Larson has 24 points this season, one point shy of matching his career high he set in 82 games last season. Jamie Alexiak matched his career high when he scored his sixth goal of the season last Saturday. His next time, his next goal will mark the first time over 11 NHL seasons he has scored seven or more goals in a season. I kind of like that one. Brandon Tanev's next assist, let's go turbo, will be his 15th of the year, a career high. He is on pace to tie his career high with 14 goals this season and set career bests in assists and points overall projected to score 36 points. In 57 games, Vince Dunn has already set career highs in assists with 31 and points with 40. His nine goals are three short of tying his career best of 12 goals. Will Borgen's 13 assists and 15 points are both bests, career bests. And Ellie Tolvanen's score in the Detroit victory was his 12th of the season, setting a career high. Ten of those goals have been with Seattle. Well, look at that. Um, and then, of course, there's Boston. Who are we looking at? Linus Olmark, Jeremy Swayman, a stingy one-two punch, and forward David Pasternak, a.k.a. Pasta. Another eye-popping season with 41 goals, 36 assists in 56 games. No drop-off for Patrice Bergeron or Brad Marchand, who was on the Locked on Bruins podcast, I believe. So go check that out. Marchand is averaging one point per game just over and has notched his 10th straight 20-goal season. So we got some work to do. We mentioned Froden, a Swedish player, coming up. Uh, he played in the AHL for the Providence Bruins. He um, he also scored his first ever NHL game goal, excuse me, in one of his seven games with the Boston Bruins last year. And he, right now, the 28-year-old 20 for us, 
has 25 goals and 22 assists, 47 overall points in 44 games for the Coachella Valley Firebirds, second only to Max McCormick, team captain. So very curious to see where Jesper Froden slots in here. We know we have some players banged up, including Andre Burakovsky. That's a tough loss for us. Um, but so, yeah, that's a little bit. We're going to go into even more detail. I want to go to natural stat trick. I want to go to last time we played the Bruins. So much more on the horizon. And then we got to get fired up. I already burnt the sage. We talked about the nastiness that was the San Jose game. And we have no room for any of that negative energy, regardless of who the goaltender is, regardless of who the lines are, the Seattle Kraken need this win tonight. Is it a make or break do or die for our season? No. Statistically, uh, no, I would say no. That being said, if you want to believe in the momentum or as Dave Haxtell might say, the determination the Seattle Kraken have a chance to play a bottom feeder in the Pacific Division poorly and then play one of their best games against a top team, the top team in the NHL. And they get to do it this time at home and perhaps embark upon a new winning streak. That's what we need tonight. So let's get our energy ready to go. And we got to root hard for the boys. We'll talk about it more coming up on Locked on Kraken. Thank you as always, Seattle hockey fans. Listen, I know I've been away for a little bit. I'll be honest. I always say be kind to yourself and to each other, and I've been struggling. You know, there's nothing specific wrong. Um, today's a tough day for anyone who's lost a parent. You know that anniversaries can be a little tough. So I, I will say that there is that. That being said, I don't know. It's just a vibe. And, you know, they, there's a saying Madison Packer in the PHF says it all the time. And I hear her voice when I say it's OK not to be OK. And I think you see that as a slogan. Maybe you don't really ever or at least I'll speak for myself. I never really um, internalized, I guess, what that is. But the last couple of weeks I've been like, all right, there's nothing wrong, but it's also not quite Right. Anyway, so if you have ever felt that way, a little foggy, hazy, or just struggling to get back into a groove that feels natural, I understand. And so I'm pulling for you. Uh, I did not want to be away from the podcast as many times as I have been, but sometimes you really just got to listen to the body. Anyway, um, enough about that. Let's get into the game. So last time we played the Boston Bruins, I was at that game. Oh, it was beautiful. Seattle Kraken three, Bruins goose egg. We can't expect that to happen again. I think we can all be honest about that. The Boston Bruins have been playing fantastic hockey, and uh, I'm not expecting that to happen. But we did get goals, and I would like to see this. Jaden Schwartz, Ellie Tolvanen, and Brandon Tanev. This was a great back-and-forth win. I had confidence throughout the entire game, but it was a good, tightly played, well-contested game. We're going to have to put in some work. In their last 10, the Boston Bruins are 6-3-1. and one. I'll pull this up on the screen um, so I don't just have to talk through it. All right, so we can see they obviously have the better record uh, in the last 10. We talked about them being really good. 
really, really good on the road. We have to do better. We're four, five, and one in our last 10. Some of the players that you can see in our last five games, Everly's really been stepping up, which I love, which has also activated Maddie Beneers. We talked about this a few shows ago. Those are some of the players that I marked that needed to have a better game. We also talked about Yanni Gord. He scored two games the other two games. What? He scored two goals the other day. So these are some players that we need to see activated. Ellie Tolvanen, I want to see him find his scoring touch again get on the board other things we have to take a look at and dave haxel talked about it yesterday specialty teams as he would say first overall in the penalty kill at an 86.5 percent clip is boston that worries me because the seattle kraken are 20 at 20 percent on the power play and have struggled mightily with power play scenarios did get a i believe right it during at the detroit game Against Detroit, I should say, we got a power play goal. Jared McCann. Did I make that up? I don't think I did. Anyway, there goes that brain fog. Apologies again. Still getting back into it, but I'm so grateful for all the support. Even if you didn't say anything, I've always felt it from this community. Moving on. Goals four. 3.71 on average is what Boston's bringing to the table. Compare that to our 3.46. We're right there. We're fifth overall. They're second overall. Yeah, this one kind of hurts my heart. Uh, goals against, two goals against, 2.05 for the Boston Bruins. We're giving up over a goal more at 16th overall in the league. This is not a team that we want to trifle with when it comes to that. So another thing I said we weren't going to go to natural stat trick. Now, this is the last time we played the Bruins. And you can see the momentum. Really love these charts because this passes my eye test. Boston came out strong. The Seattle Kraken had to figure some things out. To their credit, they were able to kind of hold as much defensive structure as possible, but they were definitely on the back foot. And then you can see here, after that goal, this is the Seattle goal here. Uh, the first goal was Tanev's goal. Okay. It was Tanev's goal. If we go back here, this is Tanev's goal. This is Tolvanen's goal. This is Schwartz's goal. Tanev's goal starts the 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 tick, if you will. Boston surged towards the end of the first period, and then we get the momentum back until we get a really critical goal. The Ellie Tolvanen goal comes at a time where, you know, things were kind of up and down here. And then the momentum was starting to swing back to Boston's way. Uh, before uh, Jaden Schwartz gets that goal. So I love to see the Seattle Kraken in the middle frames in particular and at the close of periods have better periods. We did that in the close of the first. It got a little dicey in the close of the second, and then Boston took over in the third. But I like that the complete game is really here in the middle frame. That is not often what we see from the Seattle Kraken. As a matter of fact, we can take you to some data points on that because the fantastic uh, Lindsey Brown and her staff, they do a great job keeping us up to date. And I talk about this every once in a while, but I want you to know what we're dealing with when it comes to Boston. All right. Um, leading after one period. 
leading after one period. The, <laughs> the Boston Bruins are 24-0-1. That is our first step. We have to come out hard in the first period. 24-0-1 is the record for Boston when they lead after the first period. Now, our record, also good, not as dominant, and we haven't done it as often, but we are 20, or excuse me, we are 16, two and one when we lead after the first period. And who was leading after the first period in Boston? The Seattle Kraken. Um, the, the Boston Bruins are also still very good or they're above 500 when they're trailing after the first period. They're seven, six and one. So what does that mean? Well, how is Boston when they're leading after the second period? 30, oh, and two. They are 30, oh, and two when leading after the second period. When the Seattle Kraken are leading after the second period, we are 24, one, and three. So who is leading after the second period in Boston? We were. Now, when trailing after the second period, this doesn't happen very often for Boston, but they are four, six, and three. So that middle frame, we just saw this, the data from Natural Stat Trick. I just showed you the chart. That middle frame, that middle chunk is critically important for the Seattle Kraken against the Boston Bruins. If we kind of fudge up in the first, it's not great. It's not ideal, but we have to command the second stanza, as I like to say. Has to happen. Because, again, they are four, six, and three. It's not a scenario that they're used to, Boston. And they, numbers-wise, are more prone to losing if trailing after the second. If we're trailing after the second, we're 2-15-0. 2-15-0. I don't like that. I don't like it. Tied after two, nine, two and zero for Boston. We're six, three and three. So we'll still take that. But we want to be leading. We want to be leading. So I, I just, I mean, I can't emphasize enough how important it is. I'll show you the chart again if you want. The Seattle Kraken need to command this second period. We have to command the second period. That's going to be critical. All right. That is pretty much our show. The only other thing that I want to do is, and um, I know this was a big topic of conversation as we were getting the podcast started. Who's going to be on the jersey? Well, that has officially been announced. The Seattle Kraken have their first jersey patch, and I could not be happier. It is Muckleshoot. Um, So it's the Muckleshoot Indian tribe, and it's going to be the first ever Jersey patch partner. So I, I should have worn it. I'll, I will ice out later tonight, and I will wear my OL Rain jersey when it, where it has the black uh, co-op fund. I love that. 
I'm going to have to get, I already have a jersey, but I'm going to have to get another one because I love the Muckleshoot Indian Tribe jersey patch there. This is uh, the first Indian Tribe to hold this honor and be a sponsored patch partner for the NHL. The Muckleshoot Indian Tribe logo will be placed on the right crest, so over here, of the Seattle Kraken home NOA jersey starting in the 23-24 season. I love this. Um, here's a look from, there was an event at Kraken Community Iceplex. You can see the players signed a jersey. I love this. I love all of this. I cannot wait to get my gear. I do have some gear, some swagalicious Seattle Kraken gear on its way um, from Black History Month. So I will have that. We do have the, oh, it's over here. We have the crest. Also, it's uh, Alaska Air airlines over there shout out not a friend of the pod yet but we're open to it um anyway that's our show for today a reminder and i mean it because i've had to lean on this just be kind to yourself and to one another it can be tough it's okay to not be okay and once you've identified that then you really got to work on being kind to yourself and being patient with others even if they're not patient with you which I've also had to work on in the last handful of days. So be kind to yourself and to each other. And tonight we ice out the arena at Climate Pledge Arena. I will put my jersey on. I will make sure I sage it again before I wear it. And tonight we say, hold fast, stay true, beat Boston, and let's go cracking by tomorrow. I want to be talking about a win. That's right, a Seattle cracking win on the podcast. Peace.